0: Now. Three, two, one, go. What's up? This is episode fifty-three of the Cool Down Time Podcast. I'm your graphically impressive host of the show, Marco, and normally, as of the last few weeks, this is when I would say I'll be joined later by my co-op co-host, Pablo, but I'm joined by that man right now. What's going on, Pablo? Welcome back to the whole show.
1: <laughs> the whole ass show. Hey, I've been letting you uh, do your thing, work, uh-huh. uh, while well, I've been uh, taking care of a new thing I made. Oh. Some call it a bebé.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, glad and that's what I've been doing. That's what I've been up to. Congratulations on making babies. Yeah,
1: it was you know my favorite game. Okay, of all time is making <laughs> all babies. Right. We're not uh, gonna, top no, top no. five. Nah, nah. Let nah. me tell you how my favorite. Okay, okay. Sorry.
0: No, we can just start over. Uh, well, as you can tell, <laughs> Pablo is here with me to talk about gaming's best and bootiest, among other things. Uh, in this episode, we will be covering the delays of Starfield and Redfall. Oh, we got a lot to say. (sighs) Got a lot to say. They're gonna get lit up, and we also gonna talk about what's
1: up. The meme of like somebody sitting down in a table and everything's on fire around them, and it's like it's fine. Oh
0: yeah, this is (laughs) that's Phil Spencer right (laughs) now. That is Xbox headquarters as we speak. Um, Everything's good. Oh, but we're gonna talk about it for sure. We're also gonna talk about Final Fantasy 16, possibly going gold, maybe sooner than we thought, and much, much more. So we're really excited. To have you here to check out this week's show. Shout out to our new and returning listeners for checking us out this week. If you like us, you haven't already done it, subscribe to our podcast. We drop new episodes weekly on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, other popular streaming apps. We're there where you need us and when you need us. What's your problem? Okay. (laughs) Subscribe. Okay. You can also get a grip. Come on. You can also follow us on IG at Cooldown Time Podcast or Twitter at Cooldown Time Pod if you want to stay connected with us in between episodes or learn more tips on how to make babies from my co-host <laughs> Pablo, if he's feeling up for it. What you mean? You got, you got you got you
1: got plenty to say about that. You got a baby too, you got a I am kid too.
0: A virgin? Um <laughs> Oh wow.
1: Immaculate Conception
0: <laughs> oh man i told myself i'd be i'd be good i'd be like normal on the pot and it just it's it's already yeah, out no, the window it's already going off yeah rails. it's cool sorry it's cool i'm doing the best i can too i got some some teeth pulled out a couple days ago my pullout game is strong you know what i'm saying uh,
1: <laughs> i gotta go he's crying because he that joke's like where
0: are you going
1: yeah guys it, it we're not on video but I'm looking at Marco he literally has one tooth left and
0: it's the one what you it's mean? His I got front tooth man he I got five the of them hoes <laughs> 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 no it's not that bad that's good I got my ice pack right here uh, because I feel like I got punched in the mouth by Xbox and I gotta talk man. about it later on but we'll, we'll do that in our checkpoint chat we'll we'll save that big story for, for the main event of the show uh, but for right now why don't we go ahead and kick things off Pablo with our usual which is loadouts
1: all systems nominal
0: Loadouts ready. Alright, so um you know what? actually I think it'd be best to start with you first because you haven't done loadouts in a while. I mean we talked about Trek to Yomi the other the other day, but um yeah. you haven't actually been able to participate in a lot of loadouts, so I, I think it'd be a good time to get us caught up on what what time you've had to actually play games and what you've been doing with that time. So uh floor is yours. What do you got? Yeah, man, I mean look, uh everybody says that when you have a newborn
1: that you know your life changes and, and you'll be you'll have less time to do that, uh, to do things you like, and, and that's patently false. Uh, the first couple of weeks of having a child is you lose some sleep, but you got all the time in the world. And I've just been uh, kind of binging and, and, and playing a whole bunch of games, uh, but I've settled on a few, uh, and that this one just came out not too long ago, and it's a uh, Euden Chronicle Rising. Uh, which is this J the side-scrolling action JRPG that came out on Game Pass? Is this uh, the
0: crowdfunded one from the people that did Sweet or something? Yeah, so they
1: have so they have a game coming out in a couple of next year or the year after that is like supposed to be the the suikoden like uh successor you know it's the spiritual uh sequel to that series Mm -hmm. uh but i guess they they did a little bit like that one game um i forgot the name of the game where they they released a um a 2d but 2.5d uh kind of prequel to the game uh and then they released a full game a couple years later Oh, you mean like Bloodstain? um that's right, exactly like that. Okay, that's right. Got it, yeah, got it. Yeah, exactly like that. And so this is what this is. It's like if, if you go on PlayStation, I think it's like fifteen dollars or something. It's a very, yeah. you know, small bite size experience. I, I'm playing it right now, and and, and I will say this: um, I, JRPGs are a very specific kind of thing, and this is that. the The problem is, is that it's such the the production levels in terms of the visuals are. are stunning they're great looking but everything else is budget like there's no voice acting there's no cutscenes, there's nothing everything is told through uh kind of like text boxes which is fine but mm-hmm. the thing is that the the story that they're telling s- feels like grand and epic in nature but doesn't give that off with kind of the way you 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 go through the story itself and that's no fault of the game itself uh because the game is very much a $15 title it's it's it does a lot for for what for what it is uh but me as a jrpg fan I, I, I like the bombast, I like the, the crazy CG cutscenes, I like the, the, the horrible voice acting, I love all that stuff when it comes to JRPG, and this has none of that stuff, so mm. I don't think I'm going to be playing this much longer, but it was a, it's a really cool thing, and, and I know that JRPGs are far and few between on Xbox platform, uh, so it, it's always good to support this, uh, but I, I will say... For what they did, I am looking forward to, to what they do with that full-length uh, Su- uh, Suikoden uh, Spiritual Successor because they did a lot here, and it's a really, really nice-looking game. I, okay. I recommend anybody who likes JRPGs and has a Game Pass, just go ahead and give it a try. Yeah, Download it, give it, a, it, try give it yeah. a try, yeah, see if you like it. Um, uh, th- there's that. And then I've actually gone back to Mario Kart 8 via the Nintendo 64 uh, Nintendo Online Expansion. Um, you know, I've I, been home and and, and honestly, uh, I've been thinking about, oh, I can't wait to show uh, my son Zelda when he grows up and, and mm-hmm. just kind of think about those kind of things, which is far off, but still uh, just all these thoughts, you know, with, with with the with the newborn and whatnot. So I was like, you know what? Let me download the Nintendo for online expansion. Let me go ahead and, and, and do that. And, and then kind of because I kind of want to try the new Mario Kart uh, maps. And that's part of that. And I kind of want to try. The other games on there so i did that and man it is mario kart is so good it is just it is, like
0: it, it is i can never it's I- so never underrated. uninstall that game i can never uninstall yeah. that game i always come back to it just to play even one like one race and it's like ah, yeah there's that and,
1: and the new and the new maps are really cool okay. i mean I, I i've read uh people complain that they don't have the same polish as the as the like you know the hd quality-ness of throughout of um when it comes to the uh these expansion maps but i, I think it's fine i i really don't notice it it's it, it's not like it's a, this incredible you know graphical impressive thing it's it, it there's definitely an art style to it to it and, and it really works uh so the first one it's like i think it's the golden dash cup and the lucky cat cup and they have uh really really cool um you know, uh, maps. I, I love them. I think they're great tracks. I I really enjoy it. They have the Chaco Mountain from Nintendo sixty four, which is really cool. Yeah, I love that one. Uh, they have even the ones from Tour, uh, uh, which is the mobile game, uh, which is really cool because when you look at Tour, Tour uh, basically is is auto acceleration, right? It just goes, and so the way that those maps are made up, they actually invert the map while you're racing. So the third lap inverts it so mm. even if somebody's on the second lap you can cross paths and almost hit each other on that way and they do a really cool job with with how they transfer that over to to the uh to the switch i love it i'm having a great time uh the lucky cat cup is great it just is not as good as the golden dash cup but you know with, with these release dates coming and and more of this stuff that's uh due to be out here fairly soon i'm very excited uh to be back on mario let Kart me, 8. let me ask you as the intent- sorry, let me ask you a yeah.
0: quick question i'm actually going to put you on the spot here I want to know I don't know if we've we talked about this offline but do you think personally for you pound for pound in your opinion is Mario Kart 8 potentially the best car game ever Yeah for
1: I, I know there's a lot of easily. subgenres
0: it, of sim racing and you know arcade racing and blah 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 but I well, mean it's, pound for pound
1: Yeah I think I, I, I think with it confidence is. And I'll say this. It's the same argument that I'll have with people or debates when they go, what's your favorite fighting game? And I go, it's uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. It's my favorite fighting game mm. of all time. Like, yeah, but that's not really like... It, it is. A, it's a fighting game. Oh, it yeah, is. it is. And, and, and yeah, it, and, and yeah there's, it, it, it can be easy, uh, sure, but uh, there's a lot of in- depth to it. And I think in Mario Kart 8, um, I, maybe the depth is not there, obviously, when you compare it to Sim you know, but I'm not a fan of that, so let's, let's 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 toss that caveat out there. I'm not a huge fan of sim racing games anyway uh, that's why we gravitate to the horizon uh right, you know, yeah. f- Forza horizon games yeah. uh but this is pound for pound the best card game, and I will say this, and this is gonna be controversial a little bit of a hot take. Okay. I think it's probably the best Mario game to co- have come out in the last five six years oh, like, I don't think that's, that's better than at all. Odyssey No, I think that yeah makes like sense. E- that makes sense, and I could say even. Could I even say a decade? You know what I mean? Because I mean, after hmm. after Galaxy, uh, I know you got World. and... When did Galaxy uh, Two come
0: out? Is that was
1: that? Well, I would say after Galaxy Two. Okay. Yeah, I I think it's been more than ten years for Galaxy Two. I'm pretty sure it has. Yeah, um, I would roll with that. But I'd roll with that. Yeah. It, and honestly, to the point where I am, I, I you know with with uh, Elden Ring out and us kind of rethinking our top ten games of all time, I'm really considering Mario Kart Eight. To be in contention for
0: for that uh, top ten or top ten so you're or saying top fifteen, Mario Kart Eight is a better Souls game than Elden Ring. That's what you just said, right? Now. No, no, no. I, I,
1: no, Elden Ring is Elden <laughs> Ring is up there
0: for me. It's not
1: going to surpass Elden <laughs> no, Ring, but I'm you. saying I'm in terms of like us kind of rethinking our top ten with with recent games. You know, going back Ooh. to Mario Kart Eight Deluxe, it is. It is it is such a great game that even Nintendo recognizes it. And instead of doing Mario Kart Nine, they went ahead and be like, let's just give you more of what they want. And people were happy. Yeah. It's the first time I've ever seen people happy that they got DLC rather than a whole as other game. It's
0: smart. You already got the user base. You already got people got the got the game. Milk them for a little bit more. Keep Mario Kart Nine on ice. I'm sure they're working on Mario Kart Nine somewhere off in some weird corner. Oh yeah, yeah. Just-
1: I think they said they said as much. Yeah, I, I think um, they got plenty of. Time. And I'm sure. Yeah. And I'm sure they'll they'll have to do something radically different, but yet feeling a lot like Mario Kart eight in order for it to surpass it. And I'm excited for that challenge and I'm sure that they're I'm sure that they're struggling with that. And and I, you know, yeah. If if, if they are able to do it, if they're able to surpass Mario Kart eight, holy shit. You know, that that's a huge accomplishment. Um, but um yeah, and so to kinda of to wrap my portion up, I've been playing a little bit of the games on the Nintendo C4 online. Um You know, I even play a little Mario Kart 64. That game is good, man. Like, it's, I remember uh, growing up not having an affinity for Mario Kart specifically. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what the hell was wrong with me. I mean, like, that game is so fun. And and, um, obviously, I put on Legend of Zelda, Doctor in the Time. Got all the feels, all the nostalgias going, man. That's, that, the music of that game is still so good. Everything about that game is, is wonderful. Uh, and, I, I, and just a few more. Star, for, Star Fox 64, I was huge on that. Still love that thing. That was dope. And I think the biggest surprise for me was a game that I never played, actually, growing up. Uh, it's Mario Tennis uh, for 64. Mario Tennis 64 is fucking dope. And then yeah, Mario uh, Aces came out a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And that is crazy. That is legit garbage compared to Mario, Mario I mean, Tennis. Mario Tennis
0: special, bro. Special. Yeah, man.
1: Yeah, and, and so that's where I'm at right now, man. I'm I'm kind of enjoying a little bit of the uh, the old school 64 stuff, and really into into um, into Mario Kart 8.
0: Um,
1: I did, but yeah, that, man, man. That's I, it. I like that I, you're going back yeah. and
0: playing some older stuff, though, and get your retro on a little bit, man. It's it's a dry spell anyway, and it's got plenty of time to yeah. Go back to it's, memory. It's lane definitely a that. Bit.
1: Yeah, and, and and you know the only other play, game that I am playing is, is is still Horizon uh, Forbidden West, and I just hit like a spot in that game where I am like eyes rolled back, like it, the story is nuts. Oh, so. it's mint bro, we'll talk it's about bonkers. it after, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but that that's where I am at with my okay. loadout, man. I am, uh, it's 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 good to be playing these games. It, it feels good to to kind of, like you said, getting my retro
0: on it. It's a, it's a good time. Yeah, man, I've been getting uh, some retro on it in, in in so many words as well uh, since the last episode. Um, so here's the thing. Um, the Uncharted saga, for me, has continued. Um, and since the last episode, I have uh, rolled credits on both Uncharted 3 and Uncharted 4. Um, How, Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, yeah. Lost Legacy or no? I'm working on Lost Legacy now. I'm about halfway through yeah. that, and then I'm done with this series, uh, hopefully, hopefully forever, but we'll see. Um, real quick, Uncharted 3 to me, um, in a lot of ways, it was, I think, Naughty Dog's first real attempt at trying to tell a, a more deeper, and more intimate story of who Nathan Drake was uh, as a child and his upbringing, kind of what right. his motivations were. Um, and I really did appreciate that. Um, And I thought that the story overall, while it still shared a lot of things in common with the first two games, it was much more palatable. There were a lot better ideas. It wasn't just stuck in the jungle the whole time. It was a lot more diversity, a little bit more of a... Almost like a 007 kind of thing. You you know you got your fancy suit. You're slipping in this area to do this, and um, you know it, it, it was a lot more you know espionage type of stuff as well. So I actually appreciated the the diversity of Uncharted Three a lot more. Uh, towards the end, it started to kind of feel a bit samey with the with the other two games. To be totally honest, it, it but I think that the story was a little bit more tolerable. Um, so as far as the PS3 games were concerned, I think three is my favorite. One would be my second favorite, actually, and two would be my third, because uh, two drove me up the wall. Um, let me ask you. Let me interrupt you and ask you a question here. We're, we're video
1: games are the way they are right now. It's all about remakes, remasters. Would Uncharted one through three, or look, let's just say Uncharted one, would it benefit from a ground up remake? Like is that game salvageable because in my mind it's not I don't but think it is Is that game
0: salvageable nah. for a full-on remake? No okay. I don't think so. I think a lot of what a lot of what that game is is just a bunch of like early takes on what was working for its time and I think it's yeah. so built into those games that if you were to try to remake it, yeah, I don't think you could even follow a whole lot other than probably the story you have to probably rebuild everything else i don't think there's much there to salvage so it would be too intensive and i don't think it would make um even if they did it i don't think it'd make that much of a difference personally um because some stories are butthole man butthole stories i think
1: the best way of doing it it's kind of like what the movie did where it took one through four and just made an amalgamation of it Yeah, yeah, one through four, because the the movie starts off with the with part four's um the the auction that they go to mm-hmm. in part four. Mm-hmm. That's where the movie kind of starts. So like they and they use a little bit of everything. I think that that would be really cool. If they did if they took that concept and made it a, yeah. a whole different game. I would, would agree really with that
0: because it. a lot of times, man, these villains are the same thing every yeah. single time. It's the sinister villain that wants power and control and to find this hidden city to seek the hidden power that makes them invincible or dominate the world. And, you know, it's the same thing, you know, you and your, your, your squad go in, you try to find and solve all the clues and all the puzzles that are conveniently made for people who can climb, which is weird. Uh, and then <laughs> and then once you do that and you get done, you find out the next clue to the next thing. Here comes the villains. Oh, thank you for doing the hard work for us. And they hold you at gunpoint and they take your clues away and then you got to race them. It's the same thing all three of those games. Even part of four is a lot like that, too. Um, speaking of four, though, I did finish Uncharted 4. And I will say. I got to eat some crow. It might be Stockholm Syndrome, for all I know. And you kind of teased me about that when I was telling you about this whole <laughs> thing I'm doing. But I do have to say, I really, really came around on Uncharted 4. Um, I think this was a much more mature, naughty dog. They knew how to tell a story. They knew a lot more about what works and what doesn't for Uncharted. In terms of you not constantly firing at somebody all the time there was a lot of long stretches where you're not attacking anybody. You're just kind of jumping around, climbing, getting around a certain area with one of your companions that, that that's with you that happens to be, you know, it could be your brother or Sully or Elena or whoever, and you're just talking and shooting the breeze and figuring out how to make it from point A to point B, and I really liked that how breathable that game is in comparison to uncharted's one through three where it was just non-stop total yeah. craziness every single minute of that game uh with hardly any let up so i liked the fact that there was more pace more more um ebbs and flows to the story and, and the gameplay um i think the story i came around on too um i finally I, i'm not gonna say i fell in love with any of the characters but i was i was able to get to a point with with some of them Where I'm like, all right, you're you're okay. You're actually okay now that I've seen you in this light instead of what I saw you doing in one uh, in Uncharted one or two. All right, you're not so bad. But I wouldn't say that I've come away from this, you know, these four games thinking, oh my god, all these years, and I didn't realize how much I loved Elena and and Chloe. You know what I mean? Like, eh, I I, I would say I. I would say that a little bit of Stockholm syndrome,
1: but also just the fact that you played one, two, three, and four, and four and consecutively, and four is beyond what any of those other games were. But it was, I think, the longest time between those two games. Yeah. So if you're playing those games in real time years and years, by the time 4 comes out, there are other games, Tomb Raider, uh, for example, that have come out, and other kind of third-person games, that are doing the kind of the same thing, and in some instances, better, in my opinion. So when you're playing it like that, that's how where I came off of Uncharted 4, which I liked a lot, I thought it was really good, but I also thought, there are other games that are doing this better, but, if oh, yeah, you sit yeah. down and you play one, two, three, and four, I mean, Jesus, I mean, you you would think the four <laughs> is like the peace over us, whatever, how do yeah. you, know you say that? Oh, it's, uh, it's definitely it's like the, not going to be
0: up there and like, oh, it's not, now it's in my top 25 ever, like, it's not even like that. Yeah, I, yeah. I just think that, I, you know, I, I was much more impatient with four back then because of how much I hated one through three, whereas now I was yeah. trying to like, you know, make my way through these games and... I finally got to a point with Uncharted where I'm like, oh, okay, I'm kind of I'm kind of in a good rhythm here. I'm liking this. And you know, yeah. I got to a point where I'm like when I rolled credits, I was like, Oh, okay, okay. That was yeah. that was cool. Um so I'm working on wrapping up um uh, what was it? Lost Legacy. Uh, I'm working on that now. I'm halfway through it. I'm actually kind of flip flopping a little bit. I like four now yeah. more than I like Lost Legacy and it used to be the other way around. I don't like Chloe at all. I don't like her at yeah. all. I don't know what it is about her. It, it, it's something about her, Her, I don't know, her personality is just weird to me. I, I'm not a fan. I don't like the, the other I, character either. I just don't like how it works in that hey, game. Dean. What I like about
1: uh, Lost Legacy is kind of how, for me, they cut the fat. One of my biggest complaints about 4 was it's so long and so many of those box puzzles oh, like you know those big crates yo, those were wild and so many and so many rock slides like just sliding th- through rocks There's so much of that stuff to kind of extend uh what you know, the, the environmental puzzles right. and all that. I, I really hated that. And, a matter of fact, in Lost Legacy, the first thing, one of the first things you do is you push a crate and the crate falls through like the roof. And there's, that's the only time yep. you see a crate through the game. It kind of make it fun of itself. Where th- That's kind of what I loved about it. I, I guess I got to go back to it and play it and see whether or not it, it was more or less the fact that, oh, this is like the perfect truncated. Perfectly trimmed, uncharted experience as opposed to four, and how bloated it felt to me. So that could be it. But I, I really love the ending of Lost Legacy. So that's a, that's kind of the thing that stuck. Like it sticks in my head. So yeah. that's probably why I love it so much. But it's something I, I I wouldn't
0: mind going back to it and revisiting. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and the last game that's on my loadouts. Um, again, we're kind of both going back to memory lane a little bit here. I went back to Yakuza Zero. Um, hmm. I was kind of you know like I said earlier. Had a, had a dentist uh, thing going on, a um, little bit out of it, just kind of on my meds and in my bed. And I thought, all right, you know, let me let me just kind of drown myself out. And I was watching this show that me and Pablo have been talking about, Tokyo Vice, on HBO. Love that show. I'm about two episodes in. I haven't gotten very far, um, but I'm really digging it. And it's, it's about, uh, you know, kind of a, 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 a journalist, I guess, who is kind of... Fascinated by the yakuza in the area, and kind of gets himself in pretty deep. Um, and it's, it, this it's would a, be like a perfect plot for like oh, Judgment Three or something. It's so good. It's so pulpy, and it just made me want to go back and play Yakuza again. And um, I brought my PlayStation into my bedroom, uh, you know, just so I can kind of lay out in bed and play what I want. And I downloaded this thing, and and I just thought, all right, I'll you know I'll dabble for a little while, just kind of see how it feels. Like, you know, because I. After coming off the heels of Lost Judgment and Like a Dragon, I didn't know if going back to Yakuza 0, which is a five-year-old game, six-year-old game, would be, you know, it would kind of show its age in any kind of way. But no, man, this is an incredible game. Uh, It it takes place at a time in Kamurocho where it's the late 80s and it's peak Kamurocho. Lights, bright lights, clubs everywhere, cabarets. It is dazzling, and there's this like this hue of brown and dankness to it as well that makes the whole city feel totally unique compared to any of the other games before it or after it um in a way that i really really appreciated um and of course the story of kazuma kiryu's beginnings and uh, uh or i said i said that backwards didn't i i said it like they say in the game yeah <laughs> Um, but uh, Goro Majima as well and his origins, and just man, that's the best part how they converge together, and how their story begins to intertwine, uh, and in the ways that take place throughout the rest of the the games, it just holds up so so well. The battling is great, the story beats are really good. I love this game, man. It is such a, a, a treat to come back to this one and and to relive a lot of stuff that I remember and some stuff I I kind of forgot that was so good. Um but I've really really been getting that in. I've been, I I put about 25 hours into it so far. Um so I, I've kind of just been no-lifing it uh once I got through uncharted 3 and 4. Damn, 25 hours. 25 of them hoes. That You know, another game that I think I don't know if you ever finished that
1: you should probably go back to at one point is um is Yakuza 6. I'm going ever to, go back I'm, to I'm going to get back okay. to that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Especially the the the, the whole middle to ending of that game is, is especially since you're so invested in the Yakuza series,
0: it is fucking yeah. cathartic. It is amazing. And for those yeah. of you guys who don't play Yakuza or you've heard of it but you just never took the plunge on it, if if you are into really, you know, high melodrama, um, open city kind of environment with a really cool Yakuza story. That's touching. That's serious. That's wacky. Um, this series delivers, and and Yakuza Zero is literally the best place to start. Uh, in a lot of ways, is the best game in the series. Um, they've remastered and, and even remade a few of the older ones as well. Um, some of them are available on Game Pass right now. Um, I think the whole I think the whole one through six. If I'm not three, mistaken, three is available. Six. Three through, three six, through yeah. six are
1: available, and then you can purchase uh, one the and others. two. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, and they're
1: cheap because they're cheap, and those are and, and one is the one that's probably the one that had, that had the most work done to it. Yeah, um,
0: yeah, and it's really good. One is really, really. Yeah, good. it's it's a terrific series. If you ever find yourself in a lull, you gotta hit up Yakuza, man. I we're gonna keep talking about this series probably as long as we're doing this show. It's that good. Uh, oh yeah, it just never disappoints, man. Um, but that is gonna do it for loadouts this week. Let's go ahead and shift gears, Pablo, and get into our news segment of the show, which is called Hit Points. For breaking news, rumors, and booty juice, it's time for Hit Points. All right, so this week we have three um, news items for our Hit Points segment, my boy. Uh, Let's start with the first one. So, promising news, Pablo, coming from Square Enix, off the heels of the uh, the big sell-off of their western branch. But good news is that Square is um, seemingly uh, opened up about Final Fantasy 16, and the latest word from them is that the game is pretty much complete after spending a long <laughs> stretch of time polishing and debugging the game already. Uh, along with that tidbit, they've also said that a new trailer has already been made and should be shown soon. Um, so, Pablo, what this promising news about Final Fantasy 16 status right now. I think you know one of the big questions that started to surface um, in terms of dialogue about this game and obviously Sony and what they want to do with PlayStation this year is, is there a chance that this game could actually make it to come out this year? And so I want to kind of turn this over to you to start with your general thoughts about this news first. But I also want you to give me uh, a percentage of a chance that you give Final Fantasy 16 to make it in 2022? And tell me why.
1: Yeah, well, if you guys go back to our like top five uh, indie and top five AAA games that we're excited for, my number five was Final Fantasy uh, 16. Um, you know, in terms of everything they said uh, that it was coming out this year before they talked about, you know, how it's been delayed with COVID 19 and so on and so forth. Um, this news is really exciting. I mean, look, uh, we all know, if you're listening to today's show, you all know that. The fall looks dusty. I mean, it's bone dry. Bone, I mean, bone, you know. God, bone. <laughs> even God of War Ragnarok, we don't know when that's when that's happened. And so, yeah. uh, assuming that that assuming that that's uh, the only game coming out this year, um, you know, even with that, it's super dry. Uh, so this would be a fantastic uh, kind of like uh, just kind of a, a kind of news if this were to come out this year. Um, now. I'm gonna give you my percentage in terms of what I think this comes out, and then I wanna say something else. Why are you grinning though? I, why
0: why are you grinning?
1: Because well I'll tell you, you'll, know, you'll know why uh, first I'm gonna kind of I'm gonna cop out here and just not give you a fun answer I'm gonna say 50% I'm gonna go 50-50 uh, on, on when this releases I think that there's I think that yeah it could possibly come out I think that they're saying all the right things but the reason my other 50% in terms of why I think it's not is because Square Enix is being a hoe right now Oh, they are talking up all they are talking up all this shit about oh we're, we're doing good we're doing this they sold off they sold off uh, uh, their studio a uh, portion of their of their studio for $300 million. They're looking to get thin to almost seem like they can, can get acquired, and they're talking up all their games. Oh, this is coming. All oh, this is coming out great. Like, oh, we're we're in the final stages. It just feels kind of like a sales pitch at this point. If, if it weren't for that news, I would be like, oh, 80%. I mean, they wouldn't talk about it. They've been very, very clear about this game is only coming out when it's polished, and the fact that they're talking about it now, very exciting, 80% chance of it's happening. But now with that news, I'm like... Is this happening, or is this kind of just them, you know, a sales pitch? Kind of like, hey, guys, we're doing really good. You know what? I think we're going to acquire more companies, not get get bought out ourselves. Shut the fuck up. You're looking to get bought up. And so I feel like maybe this is part of that. But other than that, some hoes. really exciting news.
0: <laughs> yeah, I thought, man, I thought we were uh, done calling people hoes after Kojima. Ho- Hojima but uh, oh, gee, I guess, uh I guess not what's I mean I way? don't
1: know I mean that, that that's that's happening
0: still but yeah,
1: yeah super excited for this I mean the, okay. the trailers are great a little bit a, a little bit kind of not, not concerned but a little bit kind of like wondering what's if it's if it really is and they really have a trailer ready to go like we, we've seen nothing you know it's time to see something pretty early soon soon and yeah. this
0: game's coming out this year yeah for sure Um yeah me and a How about you? Of the what show you um, Will shout out to Will We have not stopped talking about this game Um, once this started to kind of ramp up as far as like the news of, oh, this could be done, done pretty soon. And um, I'm of the belief that I think there's about a 75% chance this could happen. I really, I really think so. I think to me, the big obstacle uh, from what me and Will talked about was forespoken and maybe not wanting to do anything to cannibalize. Uh, forespoken by putting that out and then uh, you know, before you know it, now they're trying to shift your attention to Final Fantasy. I don't I don't know what's gonna happen with that yet. I have a feeling is gonna get delayed again. Um, so I think that's that's part of maybe um, why I'm giving this a 75 percent chance because I just don't feel like forespoken looks ready uh, from what we've seen. Um, so I can see a future where forespoken gets pushed, maybe to early next year. And Final Fantasy ends up coming out around holiday time, um, and if that yeah. if that is the case, if, if I'm even close to being right on that, or hey, if we get both of them uh, of them games this year, that would be fantastic. Um, I think that this is a sign of confidence from Square. Um, I don't disagree that that I think they're trying to, you know, slender up to fit into the the, the nice cute dress uh, to entice Sony um for uh for for marriage but i also think that (laughs) i think that they think they have something here um and and that's really kind of exciting to me because what i'm kind of hoping for um is that they not only have a good base game here but they have something that maybe they can supplement with big expansion story content not like what they did with 15 because those were really weak but like i'm thinking more like what they've done with um Final Fantasy fourteen, the online stuff, the Endwalker yeah. stuff, you know, and just really building a foundation with this core game that they can build on with, with new content that they keep adding all throughout the console generation, um, that would be awesome, because I think that's always been kind of the bittersweet part about Final Fantasies. There used to be, you know, for the most part, one and done games, unless it was like a 10 that gets a 10-2, or, you know, 7 gets a movie and a remake. Um but most of the time, it's just one and done. So, if they have something special, I want to kind of see them stay in that pocket um, with with sixteen. Yeah. But um, obviously, see, I, we'll learn more about it in, in due time.
1: I do wonder how much Forspoken will have uh, a kind of like a uh, you know a say in this in terms of like it would it be like the the wrench in the, in the gears? Because my my thing is with 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 Luminous Productions, a company that makes it's making uh for spoken. It's kind of like a yakuza thing. Uh they they are also like responsible for the luminous engine which runs like their other um, final fantasy games and whatnot. So it almost feels like this game might have come out from our from uh, R&D kind of like the yakuza games come out of uh, in terms of like a full test of the engine. So I don't know how much they're putting on this as it being like their next big thing. Uh, But I don't know. We'll we'll have to definitely see. Uh, But I I would have to say, I don't know. I don't know where, I don't know if Square Enix is going to put Final Fantasy 16 on hold. Yeah. Just to not hurt Forspoken's feelings. But also because of how dry it is now. Yeah. Like there's nothing coming out. Like this is the time to strike. I think it's going to depend on what,
0: if they're really trying to please Sony, then they'll just do whatever Sony wants. (laughs) If Sony says both, then you do both. Yeah, I, th- this is true. This is true. And, and I also think that
1: um, Sony's in a position right now where they can, in fact, have Ragnarok and final fantasy 16 come uh, out and they're not going to see any kind of losses in terms of like sales like not one one thing is not going to uh like in another right because they're, they're two separate right, things right. they're really popular you know and then there's nothing coming out this year so it's 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 going to work
0: right yeah and it'll sustain them into next year too so they don't have to rush out of the gate in 2023 with having another banger too because people might be still getting caught up on uh, other right. stuff as well yep. so yeah i'm with you on that Uh, Let's go ahead and move on to the second news item. This one's more up my alley, but I definitely wanted to get your take on this as well because it looks like we're getting some real information about Silent Hill through some leaks. Um, Here's kind of what went down. A well-known leaker uh, who has been proven right countless times. He he specializes in survival horror-related game leaks. Um, He showed off four images um, of a huge batch that he got uh, for the unannounced Silent Hill game. Uh, And the images were swiftly deleted um, for a copyright claim by Konami, which is leading many to believe that that was real. Um, Now, for a little bit of background, the leaked images were from a 2020 build, so we didn't see anything particularly new. um, And speculation is based on the way the game looked. It does seem like it could possibly be a Bluebird team kind of game, possibly from them. Maybe a collaboration of some sort. The leak did not specify that uh, in specific well, detail. Well. Um, yeah, that is uh oh for me. Um, now that was that was the rumor for a long time that Bluebird yeah, was, was the one working Yeah, I was just that, going to say. No, I was going to say that that's that's been kind of floating around for a while. So I'm not shocked about that, but hopefully, right. hopefully I'm wrong. Um, now. <laughs> the, it, the the game seems to uh, show off a female character we're not sure if this is the main character or not but um, this 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 female character seems to have a backstory of neglect abuse um, some child trauma self-image issues and those things seem to be manifesting in the design of the locations that she is in so for instance there's like a one hallway that you can see her walking down that has all these sticky notes. Of like you're ugly or you know you're you're worthless and blah blah, blah like all these like self-loathing things that are up there you're a chicken head yeah <laughs> so um, there's a lot of that and so um, nevertheless um, the leaker has claimed that all these images don't even come close to what the real narrative is he actually because he's a survival horror guy he said because these are legit I don't want to show the stuff that actually tells you what this game is this is just some of the safer ones to show. Uh, but nevertheless, he got he got the hammer down on him and uh, had to take them them hoes down. So, I have not seen him. What are your opinions on it? Does it f-
1: I, again? He there was a caveat to the release of the other photos themselves. But from what you've seen, how do you feel? Uh, are you confident? Are you worried? Or are you non plus? Like it's like you're still uh, n- not sure what to
0: think. I'm not sure what to think. Uh, I mean, if it is a if we're talking about a two year old build, I don't really want to put too much on it at all. Really. Um I will say what what is there looked a little bit it reminded me in a weird way of life is strange um hmm. just kind of how you know, the psychological stuff seems to manifest in right. you know the the, the protagonist's um, view and actions and stuff like that. got a lot of like callbacks to that in my brain. I think what I didn't see is sort of the the city, like, being out in, like, the town and the fog and the mist, everything was indoors, um, and so I, I'm really hoping that they don't make this too corridor-like and, and claustrophobic, unless it's part of, like, the horror aspect of claustrophobia, but I want to see how how open this game is. I think that's my biggest concern. Can I? Is it going to feel like a Silent Hill game where I can travel through the town and go to different places, or is it so just going to be I'm these a, like weird little boxed in areas where weird trippy stuff happens? You know what I mean?
1: I'm not a real. I'm not a big Silent Hill fan. But do you think this game would benefit from it being open world?
0: I think open city. If you, if you, if you mean the same thing, then yeah, I would say yes. But um, no, I, I mean. Uh,
1: well, yeah, obviously, yeah, I've been mean the same thing. Because yeah, obviously it's not going to be like, you know, go to New York. And, I would like I, yeah, to see, yeah, I know what you mean. If like, we're talking
0: it, about something like maybe, um, kind of like a ghost wire in a way. Um, that's right. Where yeah. you can just kind of go wherever and you can do whatever. And there's some, maybe there's some supernatural power you can have to kind of make, you know, navigating a little easier. <laughs> yeah. I would like to see that, but I do want it to still feel, um, feel like the classics though. I don't want it to get too out there. Uh, and turn into like a superhero game.
1: Yeah, because I feel... Yeah, I feel like a game that did a really good job with that was Alan Wake. um, Mm. Because originally, that was an open-world game. Right, right. uh, And then they had to cut it down to to what it was. I think it works really well. Uh, We'll see. I mean, because Alan Wake 2 is on its way... They're they're definitely gonna do their original um, thought on that and make it open world. So I was wondering whether or not if Silent Hill would, would benefit from that because they would probably have to compete with Alan Wake uh, right. in terms of when that's coming out.
0: Let yeah. me ask you, um I know you're not a big Silent Hill person, but you know, it thinking about kind of what you would like to see that would make you kind of turn your head and go, Oh, hmm, I might actually consider playing that game. What would be a cool yeah. Silent Hill in your mind uh, that would make you kind of, you know, turn around and go, Oh, okay, I might actually check that out?
1: Oh, I, I'm gonna check it out regardless. I mean, I um, I the the original Silent Hill games, I really didn't play much of them. Um, I played, and I don't know. You tell me in the pantheon of of Silent Hill games, I
0: played Downpour. Um, is, is that considered a good one? Uh, it, it's considered kind of all right, but it's not by the original team.
1: Yeah, so I played Downpour, which I thought um, was cool. Um, I, I think that uh, the psychological stuff uh, of Downpour specifically was really intriguing to me. And so, if you're telling me this is somewhere along the same lines, uh, I, I'm 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 down for for this. I I I have was never a huge like horror fan when it came to games. Like you know, my my knowledge on those things is very limited to Resident Evil, Fatal Frame, and uh, what and it probably Silent Hill. Resident Odyssey. Evil. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's what I said. Resident oh, yeah, you Evil. Did. Okay, my uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but but with with Resident Evil Remake coming out and and and, and just other kind of horror games that are out there that are really doing a lot of interesting stuff uh, narratively, I'm really interested to see what exactly Silent Hill has up up its sleeve. I know Blooper yeah. isn't exactly the team we want making this game, but you know, g- going back and playing the medium uh, last year. It wasn't great, but it, it, there was a lot of lot of cool stuff in that game. A lot of promising stuff in that game that I thought was really interesting. Uh, and so, if they can really blow this out and really make something worth the name of Silent Hill, I would be in from day day one, just oh, from yeah. the fact that it has to be of quality. You cool. know?
0: Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, give me also give me the the original composer. I need to carry Yamoga back. Drop those those tracks. Those man, I still play those songs to this day on Spotify. Great classic music that i i just i cannot get enough of after all these years so keep that vibe um give me some scary nurses give me some pyramid heads i want all the pyramid <laughs> scary heads. nurses um and and i'll be just peachy so That's um, we'll keep an eye on this one uh ladies and gentlemen this does seem to be like a real um a real leak of a real game uh, you can probably still find someone posting images of, of, of what they look like before they gotten taken down, uh, if you want to go check it out for yourself. But um, Silent Hill appears to be back, y'all, so let's keep an eye on it and let's hope for the best. Um, Pavel, let's stay in the survival horror realm a little while longer with our third and final hit point uh, news item this week. The reboot for Dead Space has been officially announced to be launching on January 27th of next year promises to offer, quote, enhanced audio and crisp, harrowing visuals that have been carefully reimagined to evoke a new level of immersion and quality, according to its press release. Now, um, Pablo, real quick, what is your hype level for this game? And I guess the bigger question is, can Dead Space still hang?
1: Uh, To answer the the latter part of that question,
0: yeah, it could absolutely hang.
1: I think Dead Space when it came out was, uh, it was kind of, I'm not going to say that was beyond its time, but it was, it, it. It, it did a lot for that genre. It, it it almost kind of filled the void that was desperately needed to be filled with with these kind of genre of games. Yeah, Dead Space—a remake of Dead Space with 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 new graphics, new sound sound design. Oh my God, that's that's half the game. Yeah. That's like the sound design of that game is is was great. Oh, bro, so with 3D new audio sound design, it's gonna be
0: crazy. Oh. Whore. It,
1: it's, it's gonna be absolutely insane. And, and and to and to answer the former part of the question, I am like. No, I'm, my hype level is like at a hundred just because of the fact how terrible this year is turning out, and, and we're gonna hit that corner uh, in January and have something of substance to play, and it's Dead Space, and it's a remake, and it's it has all it's everything that they're saying is really really working uh, to to kind of make, get me excited. I'm I'm down for this man. I, I think that I think them announcing it so early uh you know i think they're ready i think that they know that they have a banger on their hands mm. I, I think if 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 they want it if really if really they could have they probably would have released it this year but the fact that it's coming out in january is kind of like hey we're we're ready to release this we really want this to get this in people's hands i i think that they have something going uh here and uh last couple of years you know the the first couple of the first couple of months of the year have proven to be the best you know, have the new fall, yep. really, you know, yep. the word, so, you took
0: the words right out of my mouth. Um, it, if this
1: is kicking that off,
0: woof, yeah. that's, that's heavy. Yeah, this is a great, this is a great, great sign. Um, I really, really hope that this release date, just because it's EA, I always get paranoid yep, yep. with them that it's not like a, put the pressure on the team to get this out January 27th. And it's more of like you said, and it's like more of a, Hey, we're kind of far along in this and we're actually good for it yeah. kind of thing. Cause I would hate for this to come out. It's dead spaces opportunity to come back and it, it just urinates all over the bed. And it's it because yeah. they didn't have enough time to really get it right. And EA wanted a, something to start the year off and get the fiscal numbers, blah. blah, blah. I hope it's not going to be that kind of deal. Um, yeah, I will say my personal hype level is kind of uh, somewhere in the middle because admittedly, even though I love Silent Hill and Resident Evil and a lot of other silent, uh, not silent, not uh, survival horror games, um, this one kind of missed me um, back in its heyday. I didn't really care for it too much. I, I was cool with it, but I, I've never really cared a lot for the Dead Space formula, so I'm actually excited to get to uh, try it out in this modernized form. But I can't sit here yeah. and say that I'm dying to relive memories from the first game, or you know, sure anything like that. So I would say I'm kind of at out of a hundred. I'd say I'm probably at about a seventy. And I think, to be honest, most of that is like I said earlier because of my fear about EA putting the pressure on these guys and not giving them enough time. Yeah. Um, well, more so than the the game itself, probably.
1: Yeah, my, Dead Space 2 is my favorite. So my excitement really also stems from the fact that I get to kind of play one, which I remember, but not as fondly as two. So it's definitely an experience that I want to have again. Mm. But when it comes to, to what you're your concern, I, I share that concern as well. My only kind of saving grace when it comes to that is that their fiscal years don't end or start uh, in, in January. So there's literally no reason in terms of uh, of the fiscal yeah. financial year for it to, to release exactly. in January. I'm hoping yeah. you're right about that. So, so there's no reason yeah. for this
0: to be my, an issue. But yeah. EA fine. My concern ways. is...
1: <laughs> yeah, my concern actually is that it comes out and it's fucking great and then news comes out of crunch. You know, because mm. uh, of wanting to move the team to do something else or whatever the case may be. But I, I, I really hope that that's not the case. And, and, and I hope that... W- next year uh i know we were all excited for 2022 to be the year of like dreams and end being the 2018 all over again and it's not the case Ugh. uh so i so i which is sad i think we might have to do a whole podcast based on on, on disappointment <laughs> disappointment of 2022 even though we got Elden Ring this year uh, it started like strong, just the the but... the, pro- the promise of what this year was going to be and what it end up it's end up what it's going to end up being is so sad. So 2023, and I say that with, like, you know, uh, crossing my fingers, is going to be, like, probably the best year of video games ever, maybe. We'll see, It, it looks like that that's the case, but we're definitely going to uh, hold our breath there a little bit to, um, to
0: see exactly yeah, yeah, no doubt. how that turns out. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I think that's going to go ahead and do it for Hit Points this week. That was a fun one. Let's go ahead and, uh, since we're talking about... What's going on with 2022 games? I think that's a perfect segue into our big checkpoint chat. So let's get into it now. It's time for the checkpoint chat. All right, so Pablo, we got we got, we got to talk to Xbox, and uh, we got a lot to unpack here. Um, you know, I me and Pablo talked offline. We we're like, this is not just a a hit point topic. This is this is big. This is yeah. a big deal. There's a lot of ramifications. There's a lot of things to unpack about this whole situation with Starfield, Redfall, Bethesda, Xbox, and the community at large, and what's going on here. So we decided to blow this hoe out, man. Um, we're gonna talk. <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna get into the nitty gritty, uh, and it's not going to be pretty. I didn't mean for that to rhyme.
1: Damn, that's horrible. To- but to- I do that all the time. I
0: want to leave. Um, oh God, <laughs> my man. Uh, listen, it's the medication. So, Pablo, let's 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 just kind of rip the Band-Aid off. Um, we got a lot to get into here, guys. This is a fair one. This is not going to be for the faint at heart. If you are an Xbox console warrior, um, listener discretion is advised. This is going to also. Get ugly. But if
1: also, if you are a active participant on the the console wars like fuck off <laughs> you anyway, could also so. just do
0: that too there's an unsubscribe button yeah. that's on your phone you can find it on wherever you stream us apple podcast yeah, i'm just kidding <laughs> 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 um but i it's no secret
1: i am an xbox first kind of and that's, important, I, I am to not- that's important to start with yeah. yes i'm I'm console agnostic, I have all the consoles, and I don't care what game comes out on what, as long as I get to play it, sure, but um, when it comes to Xbox, that's my shit, that's the that's that's console I play just yeah. about every day, okay, and I, and so and I, without
0: I, I, I you know, I'm, I'm more, I swing a little bit more towards the PlayStation side of the spectrum these days, but I'm I've gushed about Xbox throughout this podcast since its inception, oh yeah. We, we love us some Xbox, but we're, we're always yeah. going to be fair.
1: Yeah, and, and I want to kind of open it up and say, like, due to the high levels of toxicity surrounding video game communities, there's this weird take that I'm seeing
0: that... I think I know what you're going to say. Yeah, I want to get into that wait, for sure.
1: Wait. Okay, well, yeah. it was that, that only non-toxic response to this is to take it in stride and be positive. The whole take your time and make a good game thing, which I totally agree with, but also, I can also agree with the notion that Starfield and Redfield devs should Red take Ball. the time, I'm uh, oh, sorry, Redfall, to, to make a games, but I feel like it's totally valid to be upset disappointed and worried like yes. you can you can you can be all those things without being toxic you know you can mm-hmm. ask questions like like what's happening at but games with starfield uh, wonder what's taking so long you can uh, question the, the the timeline as to why would they announce redfall in 2021 for 2022 and not show anything and then all of a sudden it'd be delayed an entire year like that's yeah. what's happening there you know you or you can you can have a more scandalous take like I do and still not be toxic. I'm like did Bethesda sell a false bill of goods? Ooh, to Xbox? We're going to get, into that. Them, hey, we're gonna get have, into that. We have we have Star. He turned food, to the side. Red He's f- uh, listing
0: things with his fingers. Guys,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have Redfall. We have all these things ready. By us for seven billion dollars, and then what they received is like Ooh, we're going to oh, get into not it. Quite
0: ready. Oh, I cannot uh, so, wait. I cannot so, wait.
1: Yeah, so as, as as a fan of Xbox, I I, I don't want to be lumped into the whole Sony fanboy right. toxic victory tour. I, I I have legitimate questions. I think that Xbox and Phil owe us these answers. Okay, maybe that's Not O but I think oh, it'd no, be no, nice no. for them to give on, us some... No,
0: I think O is perfectly I, fine. Th- give
1: us some answers because it's it, it's it. we're at a point right now where Xbox is saying all the right things and doing none of them. Like, execution on, on the front is is bad. They're really good, you know, with the words and the promises and all that stuff. And you're like, oh, man, it's going to be great and great. And, I'll, and granted, Sony has done that in the past to kind of talk about Final of Fantasy course, Remake, a 7 remake, and take yes. five years for it to release. Sure, yes. that's part of it. But here's the thing now when everything that you you've mentioned and promised the only thing that's come out which pretty it's been great. Right, Forza Horizon 5 and then everything else including Halo which I love but is is it the Halo of 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 like of 2 and 3 like the, the, there's problems with that game and then everything else like in the last in the last 12 like in the last 12 months um in the last 9 months there's been zero microsoft game studios games released on xbox oh yeah
0: yeah yeah we're gonna talk about we got got, we're gonna talk about let let me get let me get the lead out of the way first and then let's let's dive right in because you're already cooking right now and i'm trying to catch up uh bethesda has announced that both starfield and redfall have been delayed to the first half of 2023 citing a need for more time to get both games up to standard Shortly thereafter, Jason Schreier reported, uh, via Bloomberg, that there were long-running internal concerns at Bethesda about Starfield's development time and troubles, despite Todd Howard's insistence that Starfield's original date was set in stone. So, Pablo, I, you know, we we kind of hinted at a lot of directions we want to go with this conversation. And, yep. and one of the ones that I know you started with that I definitely want to chime in about is the community's reaction and the reaction they're trying to sort of um, govern over people as well. Um, because I think you you hit the nail on the head. And I want to I want to dive a little bit deeper into that, because I think this is something that I've said for the last few weeks on this show. And I want to get your thoughts on it because I know you weren't able to jump in with me um, for some of these topics that I talked about. But I, one of the things I've been talking about, Pablo, is don't throw the parade just yet. The Game Pass parade from the Xbox brigade. It's like every single <laughs> every single right, time Dr. Seuss. I came with notes. Listen. Um, but I've been very adamant about how hard it is to talk to an Xbox fanboy. When their console finally reaches the number one spot of market share, which was an amazing headline that happened very recently, and I said on this show right now, you can't tell Xbox fans nothing. They don't want to hear it. They don't want, and and it will get so far to where it is as you said. Now they're telling you how you're supposed to feel about this news and trying to tell you you shouldn't care about this because because Game Pass is still great anyway and you're still going to have plenty of games to play and maybe they'll go secure another third party game. So just calm down. Stop making a big deal out. How about stop telling people how to feel? okay because this first and foremost, uh, the console warrior nature and the undertone of that is not lost on me. It's, It's obnoxious. Because this is a, an important game. Don't play it down now that it's not yeah. coming. It was a big deal. And this is something that I have said through talking about Halo and Everwild and Perfect Dark Reboot and other games. Like, first party games are not coming along well under the Xbox umbrella. And I've been beating that drum for a while. So for anybody to tell me not to make this a big deal is them to also telling me that, hey, wear blinders like I am and don't call spades what they are, because ignore the obvious signs of of trouble in paradise and pretend like everything is hunky dory. And I'm not going to do that. Um, Yeah. And it's go ahead. Go ahead.
1: It's a super weird kind of take where it's like, do you think that we don't have the mental capacity to love Game Pass and be appreciative of Game Pass and also question the fact that Microsoft isn't releasing first-party games at the clip that they promised they were? You can do that. Listen, you said they shouldn't be throwing parades. Nobody should. There's no parades till it's over. Like, once you secure the, 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 the... the championship at the end of the, the cycle, the console cycle run, then that's when you could throw a parade. Till now, these things are fluid, man. These things are constantly changing. This is going to change the landscape in terms of the perception of Xbox, whether you like it or yeah. not. I mean, look, I don't think that this is an automatic win for Sony. Sony still has to deliver on uh, in the fall. Uh, and obviously, it, it's the comedy of the console wars where Sony fans were like, Yeah, Starfield ain't shit. That game ain't nothing. Now all of a sudden it's delayed. It's like, I can't believe the biggest game of the year has been... Yeah. Don't listen to that. That, That's not not conducive to any argument. That's just people trying to defend their plastic box. What we're here, what we're saying is simple. is the fact that Game Pass is absolutely amazing. Also, Xbox has problems. I mean, there's there's no need to keep reiterating and repeating how great Game Pass is. Specifically, if the games that we thought we were going to play this year on Game Pass, they're
0: not going to be there. exactly. So exactly. I'm mean, so get, like oh, I can't wait! I cannot wait! Yes, yeah. So let, let's 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 be honest here. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, I agree. Yeah, I mean, and, and the thing is, like, don't use this story to serve your narrative. This is not about narratives. Yeah. This is not about agendas. This is not about weaponizing these delays to to say well, this is why PlayStation's better or this is why Xbox is better. It does show some differences in kind of where each each company is at in certain aspects of what they do. There's some things that Xbox do, does way better than Sony and there's some things that Sony does way better than Xbox and that's the nature of the game all the time regardless of who's first, yeah. second, or third and we're not even throwing Nintendo into the loop here which throws in a whole other set of variables as uh, in, in and of itself. So... I think just trying to weaponize it, whether you're a Sony fanboy or Xbox fanboy, trying to, to hand wave it off to and then trying to kind of um, govern how people feel about it is not cool. Like it's okay to have a, a raw visceral reaction to this and be genuinely angry at Xbox and still love Xbox. It's possible to have yeah. two things be true like that. I mean so that's that's me right now. Yeah.
1: And and you know, and and we have to kinda also look at things the way that they are. Like uh Last year, at the end of the year, Xbox released uh, Horizon, uh, Forza Horizon 5 and Halo. Beginning of this year, we got uh, Gran Turismo 7 and we got uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Like, you know, yeah. like, they're, they're releasing games. That, that's not. It's, it's, Xbox releasing games, and right now they're on par. I think the, the stat was last nine months, uh, Xbox and PlayStation have released the same amount of exclusives on their consoles. But, that's, but here's the problem we're talking about the future. We're talking about the fall. Right now, yes. Xbox Docket, nothing. And I'm not even I'm not even being like, it's not hyperbole. I'm not saying, uh, literally nothing. Yeah. You know? That's concerning. That is beyond concerning. Yeah. Specifically because when you look at the first party output, what what's left? What what do we got? Yeah. You know? Maybe, you know, we'll talk about it later on the other as we go down. Maybe there's some surprises that are happening. But as it stands right now, the conversation can only be had with what we have, with what information we have on hand. And what we have on hand is that Xbox has nothing. And they're not really
0: doing anything to fix that or or show that they're they're surpassing that. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Now, I want to kind of, um, I want to focus in on Bethesda and Todd Howard first. I want to start there. Mm Mm-hmm. Because um, I think there's a lot of aspects, even just Xbox aside, that just from a Bethesda standpoint, in and of itself, to me, are very, very interesting things about this. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to jump in kind of first here and, and kind sure. of lay some foundation down. I talked about uh, in the last episode um, what I was kind of hoping that, that Xbox would do well and avoid doing wrong. And I was pretty... I was pretty, you know, big on talking about Starfield and just how they got to get that right. That presentation has to count for a lot. And I talked about Todd Howard a lot in that tangent because, and I didn't want to say it at the time. I'll say it now. I've always had a really tough time trusting this dude. I've really had a hard time with this guy because... To me, I feel like it's a combination of three things. I think, number one, I think his best games are behind him. Number two, I feel like he is close to aging out of the kind of games that he wants to make because I don't think he's able to handle the scale and the scope and and the work that it takes to put them out without there being Bug Thesda type of problems. And the third reason is I don't like his jacket. But, like... (laughs) <laughs> but you know, in all seriousness, I, I've I've always had a hard time. And the third thing is, in actuality, is it is the way that he has kind of sensationalized his games pre-release, and then you get the games, and it's like, what happened to all that hype you gave me about having this, that, and the third? So thinking about what this, what these delays say about Todd Howard and Bethesda, Paul let me start with you. How does this sit with you when it comes to? their role to play in this. And what does yeah. this change about your perspective when it comes to these these uh entities?
1: Yeah, I don't know, man. I I, I I honestly I disagree with you on your feelings about Todd Howard. I do think that, you know, he is when it comes to talking about his games, honestly in terms of when they're ready, I think that he's he's less than uh how do you uh he's not not someone you can trust in that way, because just about every game he's talked about, whether it be Skyrim or, or Fallout, has has been delayed in one one point or the other. So, like, in th- th- that aspect, I, I agree. But when it comes to, like, if he's timing out or if, you know, he doesn't have the bandwidth anymore to, to make great games, I, I don't know. I, you know, Fallout 4 is pretty fucking good. I mean, I, I know people have something to say about that game, but I think Fallout 4 was pretty great. But I think what's happening here is the fact that what you've said, that Xbox has to get this right. And I think if Bethesda was on their own, and I think if they weren't purchased by play, uh, by Xbox, and they were still their own uh, kind of uh, privately owned company, or whatever they, however they were set up, that this game would have come out this year, in November, and have been as equally as buggy as Fallout 4. It had the, the jank and all that stuff that that. But that's the game's always had. And a lot of us, not necessarily us, but a lot of a lot of uh, fans would probably excuse it with the whole you know, but that's the jank type type conversation. I think what's happening here is that Microsoft needs to get this right from day one they they've seen all the issues with all the other games that they might have released or or even when you look at cyberpunk uh uh, or you know those kinds of big games with a lot of promise come out and have some bugs and pretty much get decimated on the uh, on the social media front uh, on the video game journalist front so i do think that that they saw this and 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 they're like you know what We, we have to do something about the game it has to be perfect when it comes out and i think that this is what is happening with Starfield. I, I think that you're right. Xbox has to get this right to the point of per, of closest to perfection as possible. And I think that they need more time to do that. And I think that's what's happening. I I, I don't know if I'm going to lay this all on the, on the feet of uh, Todd Howard. I will say my concern is kind of with that engine. Um you know, it's it's the second part. What was that what was that engine called uh is it Oh man, it I don't create?
0: remember. I don't remember to be. Honest. It might
1: be the Create engine. Yeah, but I, you know, my my concern with that is, is so many years working on this game on a new engine, and they're still not seeming to be completely ready. That's concerning, and I don't know if that's a Todd Howard thing or if that's a game engine thing. But regardless of that, I, I do think it's an amalgamation of things. I think that Xbox has to get it right to the point where they're willing to to delay the game to a point where, you know until next year, which is disappointing for us, and they'll take a big hit, but maybe they know something we don't know when it comes to, to other releases. But
0: Yeah, I mean, in, in, yeah, I guess we do disagree on that. I put a lot of this on Todd Howard. I put a lot of responsibility on him because he is the reason why I think that the... He's the game director. He's, so. he's the guy so. in charge of this all, right? So you know, as Todd Howard, you should know, what is realistic when it comes to the development time necessary for this game. So when you come out last year, At E3. And you don't give us a window. You don't give us a season. You give us a day, a date, and a year. And you say, in interviews after that, he's like, this is in pen. And now you're doing development diaries. And you're hyping up games. Word is, you're talking to Jeff Keighley. You record something for him as well. You sound so confident. And then all of a sudden, uh uh-oh. This isn't ready. That's on you, Todd. Now You see, though, but here's here's the thing. And, and uh, here's why I think, and this is the reason why I think that
1: they would release a game if it were up to them. Very recently, they released a photo of Phil Spencer and, and the whole team visiting Bethesda. And then two days later, the game got delayed. I do think that... Uh, Todd Howard would have released the game. As oh, I know,
0: is. I know, and and I think yeah, I, and, and, and I think Xbox is like we have to push it. back. Well, yeah, and that's and that leads me into the, my second thing is I think that there is a lot of delusion in in the mind of Todd Howard that that, that this game was going to come together in the eleventh hour and be okay. Right, and I think his team, according to Blue, uh, to to Shrier was was looking at this game and seeing uh, to, to that report's exact verbiage, Cyberpunk all over again. That you can't toss that game's name around like that in that kind of connotation without without scaring some fans. Now, whether it was close to that or not, or it was more of just as the jank, I guess we'll never know. But But if that was a concern internally, that's a problem.
1: Yeah, no, for sure, uh, definitely a problem. But I also I also think that's kind of the 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 that's kind of the language you use to paint a problem. But in real, when you look at it realistically, there's no dev team that I've ever seen that likes to put a definitive date on their product. You know what I mean? So it, it's it, the fact that it got a, a definitive date was a little bit kind of like... It was far off, but it was like, okay, I mean, that's that's ballsy. They must be ready. So you're right. I think that for sure, I think there's a level of delusion there where it was like, oh, all games come together in the 11th hour. Maybe that's true, yeah. and maybe that, that, that happens a lot, but we're at a time right now where crunch that's no longer you know looked upon... Microsoft has too much writing on this game for for us to let Todd Howard ride this out on the 11th hour on a hunch. So yeah, I, 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 we disagree on on certain aspects, but I think overall the overall thought, I think we're we're pretty much there. Mm-hmm. Um, there there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff happening yeah, here. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm interested to see what what how, I'm interested to see what how Todd Howard
0: feels about this
1: now, and and, and, and you if you will say that. some kind of like sli- slick shit. Funny yeah, you should say up?
0: that. That's another thing that I found fascinating is the actual announcement of this delay. I didn't like it at all. I didn't yeah. like this one bit. And, and and I want to start, and this is going to sound half-joking, but I actually want to walk back some criticisms that I had. Man, that was a lot of thunder. Um, I want to walk back some criticisms that I had towards Nintendo when they produced that YouTube video to announce the delay for the untitled sequel to the Breath of the Wild uh, you know, thing. I roasted them on this show for that. Because that's so much more than... than I killed... (laughs) I bludgeoned Nintendo for that. I am sorry. I'm sorry, Nintendo. Uh, My bad. Because I would have preferred what Nintendo did over this boilerplate tweet of the same stock. We want to make sure our game meets your standards, our standards. I don't know. It it even reads a little bit kind of like... It's terrible, and it's so sterile, and, it, it, and and to circle back to Todd Howard, this is why it got on my nerves about this guy, because you got the audacity, like I said, to do these audio, or the, the developer diaries about audio, about NPCs, about all these new systems and mechanics, but when it comes time for you to own up and apologize and be and, and, and face us as fans when you've got bad news, suddenly we can't find you. But when you're here to hype the game up and tell us how awesome it is, oh, you're all over the place, and you you can't wait to, you know, do your presentation for for the showcase, blah blah blah. But but where are you now? I would have appreciated. Me, I, I wouldn't have made the news any better, but it would have made me feel like they cared more if they had recorded something or they had said something, you know, face to face about this, in, in a way that wasn't so cowardly to me. He, he I I
1: think that a lot of and, and I'm not saying this is the right thing, but I think a lot of people will be put at ease when E3 comes around. And, and we'll talk about that here coming next in terms of what they have to do in order to, to not make this right, but make this feel, I guess, better. Yeah. But let me read the tweet real quick. That way we, we can have an understanding of what Marco is saying here. It's on this black... Uh, background with white lettering says Bethesda Tobin says we made the decision to lay launches of Redfall and Starfield to the first half of 2023 the team at Arcane Austin which does Redfall and Bethesda Game Studios Starfield have incredible ambitions for their games and we want to ensure that you have the receive the best most polished version of them we want to thank you for the excitement for Redfall and Starfield that energy is a huge part of what inspires all of us every day and drives our excitement for what we are uh, creating we want we can't wait to share our first deep dive into the gameplay for both Redfall and Starfield soon. Thank you for your support. Like it's so nothing. Yeah,
0: it, it, and It, it kind of
1: reminds is. me of it of is. it reminds me of of Cyberpunk when there was that yellow backing. At least it was yellow and it had some pizzazz. <laughs> Give me so, some color. But this is just black and it white, like an obituary. Right Legit right black there, and white, bro. Yeah, I, t- yeah <laughs> I, 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 think when E3 comes around, and we'll get the, into that soon. That we're we're gonna it'll. It'll, it'll kind of be like, alright, I feel a little better, but there has to be some confidence in the product. And I listeners of the show, it, it, maybe you don't remember this, but uh, uh, I, I, I told y'all there was something going on with this. Because I, I said a couple <laughs> of episodes ago, them not showing absolutely nothing and, and, and doing these updates that are pretty much mean nothing. You know, sound design, all that stuff, without actual gameplay or how that's implemented. I felt like they were stalling. Uh, maybe maybe I'm wrong, and maybe maybe they, this 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 came this decision came upon uh, them very uh, recently. But still, it, it felt wrong. It felt like something was up. Yeah. but we'll see. Whatever. Yeah.
0: Now let's go ahead and and, and let's let's shift gears, Pablo, and talk about um, how all of this factors into next month's Xbox and Bethesda games showcase that's happening. So yeah, I mean the billing. The imagery is, is the Xbox logo superimposed over a planet. So it was obvious that Starfield was going to be the marquee game of this presentation. And now with this delay and what we've heard about some of the internal problems and challenges with its development uh, and Todd Howard's role and his insistence that it'll meet the date. And now they decided it can't and all these factors that we're carrying with us now into this showcase, how does it change your perspective or maybe even your expectations about this showcase in your opinion? It's twofold for me.
1: I think the uh, I think that they still have to show a Starfield. I still think Starfield has to be the focal point, or the thing they show at the end, I, I think that's going to show, that's, that for me is what I was talking about a little bit ago, it's a show of good faith, it, it, it shows them, uh, that they're confident in their product as a concept, and here's gameplay, here's what the game is about, you know, and really when you look at, um, it it being eight, nine months away, fine, you know, but this shows a little bit more confidence in that, where it's like, okay, it's not ready for November. But it is far along. And it's looking really good. And this is what the game is. I still think that they need to to, to show this game. But also, uh, there's a sense of mystery. And honestly, I'm a little more excited now. Because now, I want to see how Xbox is going to respond to this major blow. Like, are they going to try to fill the void? Like, uh, is there third-party exclusive or or major third-party releases day one on Game Pass? Will they surprise us with Wolfenstein 3 or even Avowed for this year? Like, there's a lot of... There's a lot of excitement, a lot of questions I have, and they can really, really, really fall flat on their face if if they decide to pull back Starfield coverage and then have nothing of substance to, to to respond to to uh to what they what they've just done. That's going to be massive. Uh, ma- that, that's going to actually for me, put that in on the coffin on their 2022 like, or, or, and beyond because they have the market share right now. They, they, they're on the up and up. Game pass is game pass and they have to do something because honestly, at the end of the day, if they're not showing Starfield, even if they don't show anything about Redfall and then they, they have nothing of substance to show or talk about, that is ma- that is huge. At that point, at that point, I said earlier, Sony doesn't defaultly, It's not a def- it's not a Sony default win uh, today, but at that point, if Xbox does that, absolutely. So they don't gotta do shit. Yeah. I, if I cancel everything. I'm like, you know, matter of fact, we're not even doing a showcase or anything. No, Because they don't need to. They don't need to. They have Her- Forbidden West, and they have uh, Gran Turismo 7. They, that's it. They can, they can rest on the roles if they want to at this point. Xbox has to, to, to come out, and that's why it's twofold for me. I, I think that they have to talk about Starfield, but I am even more excited than I was before because I'm excited to see how they're going to respond if they are.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, um, I'm kind of with you on on most fronts. Now, I want to start with, um, let's start with Starfield. Um, and I'm gonna throw Redfall in there too. I don't need to see Redfall at all. I don't care if we see right. that or not. Fact. honestly that I, I, my too. hype, as I've said many times throughout the show, and and even you did too. We don't even know what the game is. So, so yeah. what can we even hope be hyped for or whatever? Starfield, yeah. I do agree. It you still need to show something, but I think it's going to be very interesting how they. Position it. I'm not sure if you start the show with Starfield. I don't know if you want to begin with the bad taste in people's mouths that we will have had from now until June, which would be a month of just knowing no Starfield this year. I don't know. I don't care if that game looks phenomenal. I would actually probably sandwich it in the middle of the show if I'm honest with you and start with something else that's more of a surprise or maybe a new game announcement that can get people distracted a little bit more and just kind of save it for like in the middle of the show like they kind of did when they brought back uh, – when, when Halo Infinite reemerged. They didn't put it in the beginning. They put it kind of in the middle uh, sort of thing. I would like to see that. Um, well, you see – but this this wouldn't really be a re-emerging. It would be the first time well, we no, see it. No, I know it. it's, it's different yeah, context. Yeah. I just think I, I wouldn't start with it, and I don't think you want to end with it as a finale I so, either. either. I think just yeah. keep it in the middle somewhere and give us some interesting stuff. You know, in the beginning and end um, to Mark, take Marco. Attention.
1: Let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this. This is this would be wild, but also would kind of show <laughs> and it, falling back into the same cycle. It's some kind of confidence that the game is actually ready. Just needs a little more polish. What if they what if they announce a
0: release date? I will murder <laughs> like, Phillips.
1: <laughs> because, like, you know, with the success of Elden Ring in February and, and Horizon Forbidden West, mm-hmm. I, I I I would think that this game comes out in February. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. That's a whole other yeah, can That of worms, would be nine months. I don't months. even know if
0: it's coming out in the first half of the year either. Right. That would be crazy. I don't think it's happening. See, at that point, that would be nuts. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. now, the second part that you talked about that I want to get into as well is what can they do as kind of an apologetic. Make it up to you, sort of move. And I think the obvious answers would be: Hey, maybe you secure a big third-party game for Game Pass. Maybe you grab Saints Row. Um, maybe you find something else. I don't know. Uh, you maybe maybe you get Elden Ring on there. That'd be a cool little move there. Um, oh, I me personally, back. though, I, or, or I've, I've even heard people say, "Hey, maybe Wolfenstein Three is ready, and we have but We don't know yet. Maybe they'll put Hellblade out this year. We don't know yet." Shit, I forgot about Hellblade. Uh, here's the thing. If they're going to move a game up to make up for Starfield, if they're going to put a certain third-party game on Game Pass to make up for Starfield, I do not want to wait a month until this showcase starts to find that out. I want to know about that soon. I want to know about that in the next two weeks of a news cycle. And here's why. Here's why. Again, you can't leave this month-long Bad taste in the gamers' mouths after dropping that announcement and letting it just fester with the community without giving us something. If you're going to make people wait until your showcase to tell them we actually are going to help you out and give you something to play this year on our console, why make us wait? Like I think they should get ahead of it early. If they have something that they're going to bump up for us or secure on Game Pass, I want to find out about that actually before the showcase, so, personally.
1: I don't think we will. I don't think we're going to find out anything like that. However, I do think that we might get some games... Maybe, and this is pure speculation, just kind of like what would make me feel better. And even though I own the game, but in terms of like as an Xbox fan, maybe Elden that's Ring comes saying. to yeah, game Elden pass. Ring soon. Yeah, yeah. That's what, that's what he said. Or maybe like The Query, which is the, the supermassive game that's coming out uh like on the 10th, like they announced that More, um, for Gotham Knights. Right. But see, see, here's the thing I think those A games like that, like Saints Row, will be announced at at, at Game Pass. For example, I, I have a little list here of potential games because I'm like, you know what? Let's see what's coming out in the fall because probably Xbox is going to scoop something like that up for Game Pass exclusive or even exclusive on, on the console. It is bone dry. Here, here's, here are the games. Saints Row, Gotham Knights, Hogwarts Legacy, Assassin's Creed Infinity, possibly Wolfenstein 3, and 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 and, and, that, and that's it. Now here's the issue Maybe with that. A motorsport You said announced that uh, right. Here's the issue with with Modern Warfare Two and Hogwarts Legacy. They have marketing deals with Sony, which apparently implicitly say that they cannot be on Game Pass. So already, <laughs> already you're taking Hogwarts Legacy uh, bro, off Ryan the off the is board.
0: right now, bro. He, yeah, he's,
1: cat, he's, he's cattling He's cattling with his cats. <laughs> <laughs> but but listen um yeah so I, I think that I I think that because of the limited resources of games this year I think that we're not going to get Saints Row Gotham Knights or Wolfenstein announcements before E3 but we're going to get games that maybe are coming out soon or games that already exist major games uh Dying Light two or or Elden Ring or something like that to come on uh, to fill the gap between now and then which I think would be the smarter thing to do um um because if we're talking about what this is gonna do uh, for Xbox we they really cannot focus on the future as much as the near future they have to tell us what's happening now yep. and a, another thing they could also do is dead space in january and maybe star wars jedi which is now supposedly called survive also going to come on a game pass next year like like kind of securing the future in that way as well but we need something now but we also need something at the end of the year to to kind of not validate game pass because game pass doesn't need validation it is it's a great deal but to kind of make it like almost undeniable at that point every year because every year they release something. Halo, undeniable. You need Game Pass. Uh, Forza Horizon, uh, Horizon Five, undeniable. You need Game Pass to to give you something first party. This year, Gotham Knights. Yeah. For, well, well. At this point, it's not going to be first party. That's just that's going to be out the
0: window. That's and the hard part I, about I validating Game Pass, though. It's a big component. I of
1: know, it. but also, yeah, but also, but also, I am, I'm, I'm. My take on that is am I really gonna be like, oh, I'm great, I'm I'm grateful Saints for O and Gotham Knights is on Game Pass, but it's not first party. I don't care. It's gonna be on Game Pass. Now, optically, yes, it looks bad. But for the consumer, yeah, I mean I I don't I think I honestly think if you're gonna be like poo-pooing Saints Row and Gotham Knights because it's not first party and it's kind of a silly thing oh, I wouldn't take. poo-poo you're those d- I, I don't much. think
0: anybody should be poo-pooing those right right games, exactly exactly, exactly no and I'm not saying no, you no, would I at know. all but I, I think um, but optically you're right I think that yeah, it, the first party stuff is tough yeah the first party stuff to me is I mean and we we heard all about it a few weeks ago with the PS plus new tiers, and everybody was like, Oh, you know, with, without having day one, first party releases on the service, it's not a game pass rival. And, you know, we, we unpacked that in a, in a previous episode, obviously, but it is important. It is a, it is a key pillar of what makes game pass important and so special. Right. It's one of the biggest selling points. It, It certainly is for me. And so, when you talk about the lifespan of series X and S so far, 2020, we got nothing, right? In terms of first parties. It was obviously not the full year of time. It came out later in the year, but still in all, there was no launch games. 2021, we had we had a, a good... Uh, uh, the big marquee games essentially were Halo, Forza, and you could probably throw Psychonauts 2 in there, right? Yeah. And now we're going to have potentially another year where one of the biggest benefits of Game Pass will not... Be, uh apparently utilized, and let, again, obviously, this is all tentative until we find out what they announce at the show. But potentially, not having anything in terms of first-party day and date drops, it is going to hurt. It is going to hurt, and it, it, well, and I think they can definitely kind of mitigate some of that by securing some third-party games, and it will definitely help the cause. But it still doesn't necessarily. Patch up the wound um, of not having a first yeah. party game to 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 sort of help continue to justify what makes all these acquisitions and all these great well, studios yeah. and everything we're seeing at these events worth it because we're not playing those games at all. Um, yeah, I mean, and and. I do, I do agree with that, but I also think if they're able to give
1: us, even if they're third party, and they're on different consoles, but they're on Game Pass, that's the edge of Game Pass. That's, that's the thing about Game Pass that also kind of works for, an uh, uh, advantage for, for Microsoft, is the fact that, okay, it's not an exclusive game, but it's exclusive to Game Pass, therefore you don't have to actually pay uh, money, right? But th- that's understandable. And even then, when, when you look at this year, potentially what first is coming out, I don't see anything coming out. And you said nothing came out in 2020, and I think that's right. I think the only game that I can remember that came out in 2020, as first party, was um, Gears Tactics. At least they had one in 2020, you know? Like, so it's just one of those things where super, super, super
0: weird not, 20, like, mar- for, It wasn't like a marquee year. kind of game though. Is, which no, but dope. it's two,
1: But regardless of that, it's two years into the new, th- almost three years into the new game cycle and you're not going to have a first party game when you when you talked about. Optically, it looks, it's yeah, terrible it for them. It but really, we'll see, really we'll see what happens
0: here. I mean, as far as any other opinions about the showcase, um, I think, <laughs> I have to double down on what I said in the last episode or the, one of the other episodes when I said, don't show me anything that is not possibly 2022 or 2023. I don't want to see anything from yeah, potentially 2024. Get that out of my face. I don't care at this point because the MIA or, or even fall 2023. I don't, I don't want to see yet. that. I mean, I, I might even go there. It depends if it's like a fable then I would want to know if it's something that big oh, then, right, right, right. or gears then tell me. But, you know, yeah, or gears of course. But I don't want to see anything past that because all of this event is gonna to amount to in my brain personally is a giant cock tease. And I don't need any more of that. I'm sorry, Phil. I'm sure I'm sure you I'm sure you all the packing on Xbox Land, but I don't need to know. Like I just say no Tinder. I just <laughs> I just wanna play your game. So if I'm finding out, oh, here's the new trailer for contraband and you show me twenty twenty four at the end of that hoe, I'm gonna be pissed. I will fight you. I don't wanna see that. Like I I already know there's especially go ahead, go ahead. Especially since there's nothing down like,
1: especially since the the, the games that they they promised that are coming out this year or early next year, we don't have them. Yeah, yet. like about Sony can 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 talk about Wolverine in 2023, 2024 because they have games coming out first party this year. Yeah. you know, or very or already had games come out this year. So it's it's super. Disappointing. Uh, as an Xbox fan, I am thoroughly disappointed. I, I do think that, um, I do think that I'm, 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 I'm happy in a way that. We're not going to get a buggy mess, hopefully, right? That's the hope. Yeah. Uh, but also, I I, I I, have to be honest and, and be thoroughly disappointed. This is the second time that they do this. They did it with Halo in 2020, which was the big game, right? And they did it again in 2022 with, with Starfield. Like, get your shit together. Like, what is happening over there where they can't. This is
0: cr- even, it's a chronic like, issue. It is a chronic issue. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, at first, at first, I think if you listen, if you listen to kind of the podcasts, like when this started up, I might have been a little more defensive of, of, of it. like hey, it happens. Making games of is course. hard, blah blah. So yeah, delays happen like. but, but, too. But yeah,
0: it's, it's part of the territory.
1: But when it's when it's specific to you, or to your to your specific first party teams, the fact that you know Perfect Dark is in trouble, the fact that we haven't heard nothing for Center of Sacrifice, the thing that the fact that you know. Uh, uh, we haven't heard anything from Avowed. We haven't heard anything from uh, all the first party. What's that? Everwild has been completely... Uh, it's in the we bushes. We started uh, Fable. <laughs> Fable, I don't know what the hell's happening with Fable. I mean, uh, uh, there's also some issues with Fable as well. And now you're talking about Starfields from a company like Bethesda, who is pretty much an established company and doesn't have any... Like, it, now it, it's, it's infecting everything. It's not a coincidence like, everything, at all. From the surest... Yeah from the newest of news to the shortest of things everything is is pretty much in trouble which is concerning it's concerning yeah. and 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 I would thought I would never say this I thought I would never say this but I'm kind of questioning Phil, Phil's leadership a little bit in terms of oh, like
0: uh you
1: stop because it's like all my dude this points, is happening bro. This is happening under your your watch. It really is. You're
0: right, dude. And this is is a perfect segue into the next question, because I have a lot of points that, that tap into what you're saying. And I want us to think about if this stuff changes the way we look at Xbox from now on, personally speaking. And to me, the answer is yes. I have to say yes. And I say yes for what you just touched on, but I want to start here first. One of the things that really gets on my nerves, arguably the most about all this, is... What was the biggest criticism that Xbox got all throughout the Xbox One era? Xbox ain't got no games. Everybody kept saying that. Xbox ain't got no games. And sure enough, years would go by and it'd be just the bare minimum. And every once in a while you get a decent year, but it was mostly just kind of blah. And here we are, after all these acquisitions, here we are. After you got all your studios, you know, p- pumping in work and 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 got got stuff ready to show for the showcase and all this stuff, you were quiet all year, which was weird enough as it is, and here we are finding out halfway through the year that was already dry, that the other half of the year is probably going to be dry too, and now the the old criticism of Xbox ain't got no games comes back out of the grave. And it's legitimate too. And as an Xbox lover, it just grates me that that is once again a valid criticism for this brand. And so, personally speaking, this does change my perspective because this is not a coincidence. This is an issue I've talked about many episodes recently, that it seems like Xbox first-party games are prone to having problems, Development problems, turnover, issues with concept, issues with management, having to outsource, then taking it off certain teams and doing it ourselves, and all this stuff keeps happening every single time a big first party game happens. And I said it about Halo. If that's what they're going to let happen to Halo, which is their most important IP, that's a bad omen for what could happen to other franchises under the Xbox umbrella, and we're seeing it happen again. Now, look, I don't know how, how Starfield's going to turn out. Maybe it'll be great. Maybe it'll be okay. I, I I can't speak to that yet. Same goes for Redfall. So I can't factor that into the equation anymore. But what I can say is that, once again, we're just kind of left going, oh, man, like, not this again, right? And that's what leads me into what you said about Phil Spencer. I love me some Phil Spencer. I really, really do. And I think that this guy has done more good than bad for Xbox, to say the least. However, there is a serious problem that is going on with this company when it comes to managing their first parties. It's getting spooky out here. Because the autonomy that these studios have is not resulting in quality work. Period with the exception of Forza Horizon 5, and, and I guess you can throw uh, Double Fine in there for Psychonauts too, right? I don't really know if there's another studio that I really trust that can make a really good game, probably outside of the Coalition. Everybody Obsidian. else seems to be... What was that? Obsidian? Obsid- maybe Obsidian. I throw Obsidian in, in there too. Yeah. But everybody else seems to be struggling And it's Phil Spencer's responsibility to fix those problems, not go out and buy more solutions. That's why Mm -hmm. the acquisition thing isn't so sexy to me anymore, because you can't buy your way out of this problem. You're just perpetuating it. Because the more you buy, the less that Phil Spencer can manage by himself. And the more you have to rely on autonomy, because Phil can only do so much and watch so many things at the same time. So... This is a problem for Xbox because now you have a lot of studios. This isn't even factoring when Activision joins the family yet, and you got to deal with Activision Blizzard's dysfunction, right? It's not even factoring that yet. And you're still having problems, not just with Bethesda, but with your OG studios, too. So they have a widespread problem for me that has changed the way that I can trust them. When it comes to first party, so I, I uh, on the surface, a lot of people will say, "Oh, dude, it's just it, games get delayed all the time. It happens, and that's true." But this is a bigger issue for Xbox because it just can't stop happening. Yeah. I, so I agree with you. I, I do. I, I do think that the fix
1: is easy, which is the which is the you know the other thing. It's release the games, and, and they got to be good. Um, I, I think a couple of years ago, uh, even. Uh, when we first started this this podcast, uh, I think that we were really, uh, really hard on Sony for for a lot of things that they were doing and or not and not doing, um, and, and and they they not they haven't necessarily rectified all that, but they've tried, and I think we've come off of that a little bit, right? And, and now we're on Xbox. I think that all this stuff is very fluid because. We want something from these companies. And if they deliver, that's fine. I remember very vividly having a major issue with Sony. Like, dude, they, they, all they do is announce games that don't come out for years and years and years. And that's true until they came out. Until Final Fantasy VII Remake came out. And Dragon 4 came out. God of War came out. You got this, like, this flood of incredible games. And I feel that that's what's going to fix Xbox issues. Here's the problem. Do we trust Redfall? Do we trust, uh, you know, Perfect Dark? Do we trust Senua Saga's Hellblade 2? Do we trust Fable? Do we trust all these games to be good? That's the difference between Sony and Xbox. Sony has a proven track record, Xbox does not. They do, yeah. And so even, even with Halo Infinite, which I love, I can tell you, it's not perfect. Uh, Gears Six is probably their best. Gears Five is probably their best game that they've they've, they've released as, as a first party, in terms of like it being really good, like across the board, right? Maybe not the multiplayer stuff, but the DLC was awesome. The base game is absolutely great. So, that that's that's the concerning part. All this is very easily managed and very easily uh, fixed if they release games and they're good. But do we trust Redfall to be good? starfield to be good when the fuck are we getting elders elder scrolls 6 like (laughs) there's a lot of a lot of a lot of questions here and it is it is concerning here and i'm not sure and i'm not sure that uh xbox is gonna be able to give us those answers or satisfy us uh not for a while you know not not for a while unfortunately uh but we'll see we'll see what happens here um very disappointed
0: does this change does this change how you look at Xbox from now on or is it kind of a not a a big big thing
1: well I mean I mean look I mean it it does in a way but in, in other ways it doesn't because it's Xbox, the Series S is my is my third-party machine, it's my all-machine, you know, I'm still really a big fan of Game Pass, you know, we just got MLB The Show this year, which is, you know, definitely a Pablo game, like, there are things coming out on that that make Xbox still viable within the market, so I, 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 I'm disappointed in, in Xbox, I feel that specifically when it comes to first party, I, I'm very, I'm n- never ever going to be, or at least they haven't shown that they can do this. But I've never been excited about a first-party game the way I'm excited about Nintendo first-party games or Sony first-party games. Like, you know, that's just... Unless it's Gears or Halo. Outside of that, I know... Uh, you know, Redfall. Okay, yeah. I mean, Starfield, cool. I mean, awesome. I'm really excited about that. But you tell me God of War. You tell me Breath of the Wild too. I mean, there's, there's no comparison, you know? So I it, it, they have a big... A, a long, large hill to climb because even when they do release their first party games, they have to be incredible. Fable has to be... Right. Fable has to change the RPG game, right? Unfortunately, unfortunately, that's the way it is. Uh, 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 What's that game? Oh my God, I just... (laughs) I like the Perfect 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 Dark Dark has to change the first party, the the first person shooter genre or third person, however they're going to do it. They have a tall order here, but can they do it? I don't know, and that's my that's my main
0: concern. Can they do it? I don't. I don't know. Yeah, you know. So. Yeah, and I, and I think yeah. for me, um, yeah, I, I am admittedly a bit more extreme with this answer because I think for me, it's just. It, it is a death by a thousand cuts type of feeling for me. Yeah. Of, yeah. It, it's a lot happening. Microsoft Game Studios just feels like troubled game studios to me sometimes. And it's like every time I, I, I'm about to you know play a, one of their games when they actually come out, I get nervous. I get like, oh man, I really don't want them to blow Halo again. And then Halo Infinite happens. You know what I mean? Uh, thankfully, Forza Horizon 5 was a pleasant surprise. But like... In in a way that doesn't really, they didn't really stretch themselves too thin. I'm not gonna say that that was a, a phoned in game, but it was not a bold. I mean, it, brave it's more it, advanced I don't from, give
1: a, I don't give a shit what people say. That game was good, but it was more of the same. Don't give uh, me that was. shit that it was. I thought it, it was it,
0: great, but more of the same. You say good, more of the same, but yeah, I'm still with you there. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. It was a, it was a good time. Yeah, and you say it's a great but, time. You know, it, and that's the thing, like. Now you're doing Perfect Dark to your point. Now you're bringing back Fable. You're giving it to a racing game studio. That's really smart. And and these are just confidence-breaking moves left and right and left and right. And headlines keep coming out. We don't even have a concept for Everwild yet, and we we announced that whole like three years ago. Like, look, why why are we doing this? And then and then and then you find out. Sorry to go on another tangent here, but then you find out about this really. this showcase coming up next month all of our studios have submitted something to show at the event. I don't I don't want everything. I don't want everything. Because every time yeah, I get no everything, way. I don't hear about anything ever again for years. You know what I mean? Like and Martin, then I find Martin. out later on all oh, the reason why was because that game was in trouble too. Oh cool. I'm glad I know about that. Like so I I just want their messaging to be cleaner to be more focused, to be more locked in with what is realistically possible to happen in a given year and not sell us dreams, give us bad release dates that they know they can't meet or that they're being in denial about not meeting. And then I'll feel a little bit better about Xbox. But right now, I just, I can't really fully trust them. So, I can't. Before, before we wrap up, I'm going to kind of,
1: I'm going to give, I'm going to name off the the first party games that Xbox has. You know, like the the the, the IPs that they have. Oh the IP okay and and, and you yeah and tell me yay or nay. Just yay, yay or nay yeah, yeah, in I'm terms of like that. you like it or or you excited about that IP okay. going forward okay. or that you like the IP. Not just just in terms of the quality, overall quality. Okay. Like for example Halo.
0: Yeah. Like that's a uh, I mean I, I love yeah, Halo right? but not it's been it's been in rough shape forever. So yeah bittersweet so what do you say to that i'm kind of i'm kind yeah. of down on it yeah so call of duty warcraft starcraft uh diablo overwatch i'm down on all those except probably overwatch okay dishonored prey death down 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 your street in a range rover uh fall
1: <laughs> uh fall- <laughs>
0: fallout skyrim um i ugh. fallout i'm down in a bad way um Skyrim or Elder, Elder Scrolls, I'm high up on. Them. Okay,
1: uh, Gears of War. Right. We happy few. <laughs>
0: right, Psychonauts. I'm not big on Psychonauts. I hate. I hate to say it. Yeah. Respect it, but nah So, uh,
1: no, no, yeah, yeah. Doom, Mm-mm. Quake, nope. nope. Wasteland, Nope. Wolfenstein.
0: I love me some Wolfenstein.
1: Yeah, uh, Minecraft.
0: <laughs> nah. Hellblade. Eh, no, uh, not really, not yet. Uh, avowed the outer worlds. Not a not an outer worlds fan. I didn't like the humor. Uh, avowed, uh, I I I don't know what to say about that. I'm not big on it.
1: And then the rumored uh, new Vegas stuff from City.
0: Mm-hmm. That's yeah. A, uh, f- uh, fable. No, actually, no. Peter Molyneux Uh State of Decay through. It. Yeah. State of Decay. No. State of Decay that's three. That's a bug. That's a
1: bug. Fest. Uh, yeah and Microsoft Flight
0: Simulator. Sorry, I just woke up. Sorry.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah, so so so, so I, I, there's a few there's a few games that I obviously disagree with you. Like of course, I, I'm yeah. up on Halo, I'm up I'm up on Dishonored, Prey, all that stuff. Uh, i am still a Fallout Psychonauts. Yeah, obviously. But the, the you see how how much they've bought and yet uh, how little
0: yeah. They, I mean, have. they have a lot of dormant IP and, and, from some of the acquisitions that you hope they do something with. So, right. But what I'm saying is stuff that it's down the pipe. Like Perfect example. Last one. Perfect Dark reaper. Yeah. No, I'm not. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of stuff here where it's like a lot of meh. How am I? Redfall. The I don't know how they want me to feel about these things. Like, okay, Perfect Dark yeah. means what to me in 2022 now? What do you want me to feel about yeah. that? What do you want me to feel about some random well. game you tease me about called Contraband? Okay, drugs i guess uh, yeah i don't know what fine. that is like yeah yeah and that's the thing it's just there's like a, where there, you want
1: there's, there's a lot to left to, yeah Le- a lot left to be desired and the stuff that it's out there like redfall starfield fable and, and stuff that Senua saga hellblade 2 like stuff like that that's the future of of the first party games I don't know anything about those games. I'm seeing a little bit more about uh, Senua saga. Too. I'm not a huge fan of the first game to begin with, but I mean, I'm excited to what the the, the sequel is going to deliver. Yeah, but like, even them. with the games that they, that they have, like you know state of decay 3 forza motorsport is supposed to be a a, a a live service game like i it's just one of those things where it's like i don't know exactly how to feel outside of halo and gear 6 as a sure things for me and psychonauts which i love which we're not going to get a psychonauts a sequel That's already been said so it, it, it's it's for me it's one of these things where the first party just they even even with what they have down the pike it is still not exciting it's to not me. so that's why that going back going back to your answers does it change my perspective on xbox not really because of the fact that i never had a Huge expectations for the first parties to begin with. But it'd be nice. It'd be real nice for them to be
0: yeah. good at, at 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 video games. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I don't know if I have any more parting thoughts about anything. I think most of my bases were covered here, Pablo. But I, I will just say in general, I did my best to try to keep Sony out of this 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 discussion because I think a lot of people have been, you know using Sony as either a defense mechanism or um, this is why Sony's the number one. This. I think that there's obvious fact to some of that stuff when it comes to the catalogs comparing against each other, like what you rattled off now from Xbox. That doesn't really hold a candle to what Nintendo or Sony does. It just, it just it's, it's almost objective. I mean, you can obviously love what you love. I'm not going to tell you, how, you know, how to feel about these franchises, but I think there's a huge gulf there. And so you're already at a disadvantage if you're Xbox just from your catalog of IP alone. Then you're compounding that with now you're not even developing them in a good fashion. And then yeah. now that puts the hype of the games in jeopardy and the success of those franchises in jeopardy. And it just it's it's a it's a domino effect that is really really scary if you're Microsoft. Now I'm not saying it's gloom and doom that Xbox is doomed to fail this gen, but they are repeating history again. Nope. There's no denying that. The repeating history with Uh, troubled games, dry years, and a lot of unanswered questions. And it just feels too familiar, and I thought we'd be past this by now. And it's just sad. It really is. Look,
1: and and the truth of the matter is, is there are facts. And the facts remain is that Nintendo and Sony are just, they've been in the game longer. yeah, So they have more to pull from, in terms of, like... Zelda, Mario, you know everything that Sony has with their mascot, three uh, D platformers, and, and the legacy of of their studios. Like they have things to pull from, Xbox doesn't. So they have to almost work almost doubly as hard to uh, t- to stay on par with them. And the fact is, is that sometimes they they, they have a Gears of War franchise that, that's killing the game, and sometimes they have the fucking we happy few. <laughs> like it's it it's, the consistency is everywhere, and they need to get that shit. Figured out. I don't think Xbox is going anywhere ever. They have too much money. Yeah. They have so much they, skin in they, the game they, now. They're,
0: no, they're, they're not going nowhere.
1: Yeah, and, and they're and they're putting and they're basically. Uh, they are the third uh, in terms of, like, revenue, uh, in terms of publishing uh, in, in video games. They're not going anywhere. So I, I'm not concerned for them as a company. I just, as a gamer, as a video game fan, I would like to see these games be good because I like good video games. That's it. Like, there's no... there's no. I don't want Perfect Dark to be good so it can beat Sony. No, yeah. fuck that. Yeah. I, want, I want Perfect Dark to be good so I can play Perfect Dark and it be good and then play...
0: The Last of Us Three,
1: like you know, I I don't want anybody to kill each other in that right. sense, and that's the thing that I've never understood about console wars is that extremes, the, man, wanting to extremes. kind, yes, yeah, wanting to, to defend your plastic box in a way where you want the other company to die off. It's like, dude, do you do you like video games or not? Like, what what what's what what's the, what's the gain here? So, you know, ultimately for me, I think that this is disappointing. Uh, I'm a realist, and I feel for me that when it comes to first party, Xbox was never great. And so this is just kind of hoping because they've bought other studios that they would kind of amplify their first party status. Hasn't been the case yep. yet. Can it be? Possibly. They have, they have the IP, but can they execute on that when it comes out?
0: That still remains to be yeah. seen. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I couldn't have said that better, so... With that being said, man, I think it's going to do it. I think it's going to wrap up this week's show. I think we've gotten all of our frustrations out at Xbox, but we'll we'll, we'll see what happens next month, and, and we'll definitely report in once we've watched the showcase to share our thoughts for sure. Uh, so definitely look forward to that next month and circle us on your calendar. But for now, that is going to wrap up this week's show. Um, until next time, be sure to give our podcast a sub if you enjoyed this. We hope this was a good conversation for you. Uh, maybe a bit of a different flavor than what else is out there. So if you like us, subscribe. And also follow us on IG at Cool Down Time Podcast or Twitter at Cool Down Time Pod. So we'll always be in your FOV. In the meantime, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Catch you later. Make me feel good.